The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell Your Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're Troy Nielsen's joining us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. We take a look at the markets, and I think I want to kind of dive into the nice turnaround Tuesday. Yesterday, they definitely were on the struggle bus on these grains, Troy. And this morning when the markets from the overnight into the day trade, it was nice to see some green on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Green on the screen um, feels a lot better than what we saw yesterday. Uh, and, and at the same time, technically... Uh, we, we came down and, and challenged some support levels. We also stayed above the 200-day moving average in the corn market. Uh, the other thing is we're still above $4 on this December corn futures, and it's the first week of, G- of June. So with, with good opportunities hopefully ahead of us, um, it was a really nice sign to see that. like to see some follow-through buying from the funds here in the next few days and push these markets back up into some levels that guys want to take advantage of. But um, today was a really good sign for that. Uh, the wheat was also, it was it was good to see in the wheat also, that might be a little bit more of a fundamental issue there. Uh, but I think technically uh, corn and soybeans uh, might be finding some support levels and, and could see some buying coming in here real soon. Well, there was some struggles though with the soybeans. I mean, they didn't compete as high as what we saw in the corn and the wheat today. Yeah, the beans, you're absolutely right. Uh, the beans did not see that um, today, um, but you never know what day is going to be. You know, uh, the beans turn to, uh, you know, take off or something like that. And so, in beans, you just have to really be ready, in my opinion, um, because they don't they don't grind along. Sometimes beans really get rolling. For example, the other day when we saw beans down 19 cents, um, you know, so they can grind higher and and they can take it all back really quick. But the China demand is strong, um, uh, but at the same time, the U.S. crop is off to the best start that it's seen in years, and the crop rating on soybeans is very strong. Um, But when you have a really strong crop rating this early in the year, where does it go from here? Well, we don't know, but there could be some tough weather to get through if this dome comes over um, the upper Midwest here, uh, and some of that heat and dryness from that Oklahoma-Kansas area would happen to push into the central part of the belt, you might see some weather premium put into that bean market. Um, and so I think being positive on that and being ready to make some sales, get some hedging put on, um, right now through July is the time on the soybeans where those markets are typically made. So really need to be ready to take advantage of those opportunities. Now you talk about this crop rating and the numbers of yesterday, obviously, excuse me, of Monday, you know, many were looking at this trade. We're, we're seeing the higher numbers that were estimated by the USDA. They were still coming off of the shock of the week before. And that shock just continues. And like you said, where do we go from here? I mean, corn has had the best ratings ever this early in the game. Ever. Right. Right. Yeah, where do you go from here if the crop rating or deteriorates? Uh, because of weather, typically you start out with some of your best ratings of the year early on, and then weather takes hold from there and challenges in the weather. And it can be anything from an October wind to a drought in July. Um, sometimes we've seen the flood years. You just don't know what Mother Nature's going to throw at it, but usually something gets thrown at it. Uh, at the same time, the funds have been have stepped out. 
and and now they're they're it, it could be stepping back in as buyers in the corn and the soybeans. So, you know, the funds can take a move and over exaggerate a little bit, which is really a great benefit if you need to get some pricing done. That and and with them um, have moved to to the sideline on some of their um, investment. Um, it might be a time that they come back into this market and help it push back into levels we'd like to see. Uh, along with that, um, you know, if you look at the corn market, um, corn-wise, I'm just pulling up a corn chart here. Um, <clears throat> corn held in that $4 level today. Um, but if you look at where we started at, I back up and look at the big picture. January 1st, we were as low as 383 on December corn. We got up to 429 and a half. Now this pullback down to $4 here the last few days. Um, when you look at them in the big picture, it's really just a retracement in a continued uptrend at this time. So as we're holding $4, we've corrected back down. I think it's a fantastic time, um, for the funds to jump back into it as far as ownership or re-ownership. And then it might come in and, and, and give the guy that second opportunity, whether it's, you know, in that 429 range or possibly higher if there's an, in, uh, a situation with the crop. But um, either way, if we get that move back up, guys need to be ready. They need to have their orders in and be ready to capitalize on that. And if you're holding some old crop inventory, I wouldn't hold it too long on this July. Cause, uh, typically in the month of June, you're going to want to move that old crop. So if we get a move up here in the next two or three weeks, I think I'd be ready to unload some inventory. So the question is, how much old crop is still sitting out there unmarketed? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, you know, we deal with a lot of guys that have livestock, and so, of course, they're sitting on some inventory, but we call that feed in this territory. Right, right. Um, how, much, how, much, yeah, how much corn for markets really out there? Um, I think we're going to find out in the next month, because um, a lot of that's going to come to town. But... Um, you know, as far as cash flow is concerned, I think guys um, were making some sales throughout this winter, and they they sold a lot of corn before the planters rolled. So, um, and that helps with cash flow situation. But um, I, I, I think they unloaded a lot of inventory. How much is still out there? I don't know. Lots of stuff to think about as they they continue to watch this crop and in our neck of the woods grow very well at this point. And of course, we all know that can change in a in a blink of an eye with Mother Nature. Yeah, you're right. We've been very fortunate. We were anticipating some uh, planting delays because the weather ended up being just um, really good early plantings, and we've had great emerge um, on the crops. So we're in very good shape, especially here in central Nebraska. Uh, the guys we work with are in good shape. More of the Fontenelle Final Bell in just a moment on the Rural Radio Network. <coughs> Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney. You know, this whole first half of the Final Bell, we talked about how great things are right now here in the Midwest, even even some areas as we head eastward. But you brought up an interesting point over the break. They're talking some interesting weather moving, moving into Oklahoma and Kansas. That could make for some interesting marketing opportunities. Yeah, Susan, the, um, the Oklahoma-Kansas area, there's some heat and dryness that, have, that has moved into those plains areas. Uh, looks to continue throughout most of the month of June. Um, so at this point, I don't think we're going to see that until we see some more harvest numbers come in there. 
Uh, but we'll see that in the next three weeks. We'll see some harvest numbers. But they're not finishing real well on that wheat just because of the heat and the dry. Uh, and I think there could be there's potential for some abandoned acres in Kansas and Oklahoma on that wheat. Um, and also just worldwide, um, we're having we're str- they're struggling with some wheat production. The numbers are down a little bit. So if you back up just a little bit and take a look at um, even the July Kansas City wheat. Uh, it wasn't that long that we were long ago that we were in the mid four dollar range. Now we're at five twenty eight today, July Kansas City. That market is in an uptrend, so we're seeing higher highs, higher lows, and it's trending higher um, on the weekly charts um, on the on the wheat. So if the, if we do struggle and, and have some little bit lower yields coming in here as this harvest progresses, um, we could be. Uh, a little bit of that leader that pulls this corn a little bit, and, and hopefully um, beans can get some momentum going with it also. But I do think that we could be the leader here short term. Well, there has been some struggles um, globally, and I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but we look at the, the Black Sea region, Australia, even South America with their second round in the corn. There is some concerns, and that could become a benefit to our U.S. producers. Absolutely, absolutely, because we're competing um, for those wheat dollars um, throughout the world. Uh, every day of the year, there's there's harvest going on so somewhere in the world. So we're competing with the world wheat in those dollars um, every day. So as that overall um, inventory throughout the world is decreased a little bit, it puts a little more pressure on our wheat. And if our if ours happens to be down and our yield is down, um, there there could be some buying that steps into that. Um, and I think that could be significant. Um, you know, we did have um, some highs back there last summer in um, that July Kansas City, you know, that would be about 50 cents higher than we are right now. I'm not predicting that, but we actually did that a year ago, July. And typically that's when we really see the wheat market take off is when we're in the heart of that harvest. Um, you know, so we still have that in front of us, and we are in an uptrend. Um, the other thing to throw into that, um, the U.S. dollar has come up quite a ways in the last six weeks, but the last couple of days, we've seen it start to peel off those highs. dollar was down a little bit again yesterday, or excuse me, today. So I do think that that could add a little bit of buying support to that wheat market as well. Um, so I'm, I'm friendly on that wheat market, and hopefully we'll see some uh, spillover into the corn market as well with that. We were talking, too, as well, about risk management. I know you briefly touched on it during the first half, but I thought it was now's the time you're saying to focus on these cash sales because 90% of the time, the best marketing is, what, the next six to eight weeks? Absolutely. That is exactly right. Um, yeah, the June and July typically puts, uh, percentage-wise, it's the highest percentage of time that the, the highs are put in in those uh, markets in the corn and soybeans. And so... Um, what guys struggle with is, is um, two things. First of all, how can I sell something I haven't raised yet? And there's ways to do that and ways to do that without delivery obligation. And the second what, uh, concern is, um, uh, what if I sell it and the price goes higher? You know, you don't want to leave a bunch of money on the table. But there's ways to um, maneuver around that, if you will, as well. And so um, our, our encouragement there is with risk management is set your targets, know what your break-evens are, or at least a break-even estimate. Um, set your targets, set your goals, and actually call 
the buyers that you're going to work with and place orders at those levels. Um, but I think it's a great idea to have a risk management plan in place and be ready to get um, to execute on. Over to the livestock side before we wrap up here. we got about uh, 35, 40 seconds. Cattle futures saw some strong triple-digit gains today. Yeah, we did. We saw some really nice uh, gains. Of course, that June, which is in the delivery period now, was up over two and a half. But but the out months, you get into August, October, December live cattle, they were up a dollar sixty-five to a dollar seventy-five. Um, looking at that August cattle, uh, we've come up quite a ways from that oh from that ninety-eight and a half range up to about one a little over one hundred four at this point. So cattle have come up really nice here in the last couple of weeks. It's good. What is the best way, Troy, for folks to reach out and talk to you? Yeah, just call our office uh, here in Kearney, Nebraska. Smart Yield is at 308-234-6805. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and your local Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.